Hello and welcome to Soccer Sense, the Sensible Football Podcast. This is Tariq joining you along with Karan. Hey guys. And Vishal. Hey guys. And uh, this week there is no English Premier League, no league football, but there have been international matches. Since this is the international break, we have a special, special, special on managers and Vishal. We discussed managers yep. in a short while in a mini episode a while ago. Yep. Uh, today we have decided to take this discussion in a slightly broader context. Yep. Uh, not least triggered by an excellent interview of Arsene Wenger's in the Keep, uh, which had him talking a lot of philosophical things about managing in football. Yep. And since we have been following the game for quite a while, we've been talking a lot about managers. This season managers have been under the spotlight for the right and the wrong reasons. Uh, what defines a modern football manager is what we're going to try and find out today. We begin with Vishal. For me, the modern football manager has become like like the face of the football club almost. As in, as much as like uh, Wenger himself said, they're they're almost headline mongers almost. Where they need to not just make sure the football club is successful. They just need to their contract, for example, comes with guaranteed media interactions and this many media interactions in a week and all of that so they have become faced of the club they have become representatives of the club and they have far more responsibilities than just running the football club and making sure they do a good job on the football field but they are also responsible for the image that is portrayed on the football club the commercial side of things have come have become a part of their jobs as well so it is changed it is definitely evolving I do not know if, it, if evolving is a word I want to use but it is definitely changing so if that that point we take as a starting point, Karan, uh, in the modern world, we understand the manager of course is kind of the spokesperson of the club, but um, at, at what cost to football does it come uh, in terms of the manager being uh, required to handle so many other things? Uh, yeah. Does it does it affect the style of football or does it affect the way they are playing, well, the stress on results, etc.? Definitely, I mean, uh, it's become more of a results based business so that is the primary task and which comes with added pressure so there are times where managers could go against their natural instincts just to probably you know uh, please a certain section of the top hierarchy at clubs just so that you know they could maybe last another week or last another couple of weeks but you actually compare what the manager has to do these days to what it was probably 15-20 years back it's a lot more like Vishal said uh, with all the commercial aspects but even from a uh, footballing aspect, even from a personal aspect, if you look at it, uh, there was a time when all they had to worry about was just, you know, uh, how the team performed on the pitch and how the, uh, if the players were ready uh, come game day. But now it's more more than managing of players; it's becoming managing the brand that the player has become. Because even the players have become larger than life uh, figures these days. No, but uh, primarily the responsibility still remains of what happens yep. on the field. Absolutely. Uh, now. Within that responsibility, there is two schools of thought. Yeah. School of thought number one is that you have to win at all costs yeah. and results, trophies, etc. are what yeah. define you. School of thought number two is, of course, the Arsene Wenger school of thought, yeah. where he says uh, too, much, too much is being uh, attached to winning. Yeah. Uh, it's more about the style of play and how you achieve the results, etc. Yeah. Uh, how do we reconcile these two thoughts? So, for me, it's, it's somewhere a combination of both. Well, as much as I'm pro Wenger's thought, school of thought, thought where it is not, 
I think football can never be about the immediate uh, immediate results. You cannot just be depending on going, planning a football cup on a season on season basis. You cannot want to say I want to finish fourth this season, third season. You need to have a long term future. You need to have a long term vision where you have a ten year vision. You have a five year vision where you want to see where your club is going in the future. So, which is very important and which very few clubs are doing anymore. Which is why I I love Wenger so much because while he was running Arsenal, he was just not looking at the immediate success of the club. He was looking to set up a squad not just for now but for the next five years, possibly for the next seven, ten years. So as, as somebody said the other week, uh, that Wenger had come into a club which was in sort of disarray after Correct. having won the title uh, back in '89, yep. um, and he had to build it from grounds yep. up, and then then he did, and in an extraordinary fashion. Yep. So um, <laughs> nowadays. Do managers have the luxury of building a legacy? Right? No, that's that's the key, right? I mean, we look at what Ferguson has achieved, we look at what Wenger has achieved, uh, the longevity, longevity that they've had, and we assume that you know that is the way that most clubs should actually go about it. But unfortunately, uh, in the present day, uh, I don't think that's the case because you look around. Uh, Barring Wenger, which other major club in Europe actually has a manager who's actually, you know, uh, lasting for five, six years? Uh, Jurgen Klopp was a perfect example. But the thing is. Uh, even from the manager's point of view, and you have the club from one side, you know, uh, sacking managers left, right, and centre when things don't go right. But at the other end, even uh, you have to look at the managers who do they feel motivated to do it all over again? Because that's what was so great about Ferguson. It's not just building one successful team, building a team who can be successful over and over again. And once that team went down, you know, again having the uh, hunger to actually rebuild all over again. That's what basically makes. I think a great that's manager. where the game in its in its element has changed. Where. When the likes of Ferguson was hired, when the likes of Nasim Mengo was hired, football was not as much as a business as still a game for the, for the masses. Yeah. So now it's become an outright capitalist business. It's become about profits. It's become about marketing. It's becoming about brand. So and all that is successful only with results exactly. on the pitch. So and so while so at that point in time they had complete independence and freedom to run a club from the grassroots to all the way up which is why Wenger still runs the club the way he does but if you look at Liverpool which is run currently there is a board there is a separate group of people to recruit there is a separate group of people to look after scouting there is a separate people for everything so there are too many hierarchies between this thing and you do not know where it's getting lost to the manager and so if this is the reality that we accept uh, that it is going to be managers who are not going to be those long-term managers but rather yeah. uh, executors of a particular strategy Correct. when they have to come in yeah. to a club. How does a manager reinvent himself in this scenario? Or how does, what would the next Wenger or the next Ferguson or the next Shankly or or the next great manager do? No, so uh, we will not have a next Ferguson exactly. or Shankly, we will have many more Jose Marinos. Where you will come, you will win a league, you will move on. You will come, you will win a league, you will move on. because. I don't think many clubs have a long-term future right now, a vision rather in their in their. So sites. it's it's becoming more like these Ocean's Eleven movies, Correct. right? Yeah. Because I've always called Jose Mourinho high status. That he yeah. comes in, he pulls off a job, yep. and then you really can't keep him there for too long. Yeah. After he's pulled off the job, he's lost all interest in it. Yeah. Exactly, it's and his whole motivation was pulling off that heist. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, not many managers really have the uh, stomach to uh, stick by a club and rebuild it once it's actually on the downward spiral after the. 
uh, high of success and not many know how to do it exactly so, yeah, that's, that's example, a different Jose Mourinho has always managed clubs which has had money which has always been able to bring in the players he wanted to fix immediate solutions while if you look at a Ferguson every time he went into a rebuilding he went he, for example he bought a Cristiano Ronaldo for 11 million as an 18 year old and built the player he bought the class of 92 and he bought the likes so if you look at a lot of players he's bought in individually were not great players but he built great teams yeah. So this this brings in another question. So when you look at uh, Ferguson in the hindsight of the modern era, when you look at uh, a Wenger again in the hindsight of the modern era, you tend to look back and think, wow, these guys are really great and uh, yep. immediately set the standards for others, imagining that that's how it's always been done. Actually, it's their reigns have been far too long yep. that we cannot really even imagine going back and imagining what it was like yep. when they actually started. Exactly, it's, it's very difficult to understand. I mean, how, how many of us still remember that uh, Ferguson was uh, probably one result away from a chop, uh, 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 maybe in his first season or second season at United? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a lot has happened since then. So that actually shows the, again, coming back to the point, you know, of longevity. Uh, we just look at uh, these two uh, phenomena, and I use the word phenomenons to describe uh, Ferguson and I think at a very basic and level if you look at someone like a Ferguson he's had a worse squad than Mourinho have right Mourinho has a great squad right now but Mourinho does does not seem to have the answer to fix this problem because he's never been in a situation that he's never managed a club the question is would Ferguson all. have been able to fix the current Chelsea problems Ferguson I think would yes. not have put this club in this problem exactly there's a point here where Fogi would have never put United in, and the players in such a situation where the tail wags the dog hmm. yeah so that, that is as clear as it gets. Nobody, nobody gets bigger than the club. Nobody gets this thing. So there are. I think it, to a great extent, it is almost unfair to compare the current set of managers to the power, to the. Yeah, which, which is what we are trying yeah. to establish here. Yeah. That uh, while Wenger, yeah. you know, being a Frenchman and having this eye for aesthetics yeah. and this high regard for aesthetics, is understandably upset that yeah. aesthetics do not take. Yeah. Uh, let's say precedence over ambition. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's how the modern world is. So now the, which is our pertinent question that if you want to be a manager now, so like I said, if you want to be the new Wenger, you can't be another Wenger of course. You can never be another Wenger. So what is Wenger 2.0 look like? Oh. By the time the Bangalore Metro is completed, let's say 2032, what does a manager <laughs> look like by then? A robot? <laughs> It is possible. I would probably say uh, you could maybe find that uh, manager on uh, your PlayStation. Or Hell 2000. <laughs> I think clubs like Chelsea, clubs like Real Madrid will never do managerial duties uh, justice anymore because, for example, Carla Ancelotti just came and won you the Champions League, which no manager could do for you for almost a decade. And he comes and he wins it for you, still loses his job next Carlo year. Carlo Ancelotti loses Roberto his job after winning a double at Chelsea. Yeah. Roberto Di Martino wins the Champions League, which none of your high-profile managers could do it, but he got fired because they Including were attractive football. So, I do not understand. So, this is why I'm saying they're so, so short-sighted in their approach. And like Wenger rightly put, clubs are chasing headlines. And as long as you're chasing headlines, you are not chasing the right things in, in, the, in football as we know it. So, yeah. So, unless there is a redefinition of of the game as it is today, which looks unlikely because yeah. it's a global game, it's, yeah. it's, it's about getting more uh, eyeballs. Um, Wenger himself said in the interview that uh, the, the team at Nagoya wanted to be, well the 100 year vision was they wanted to be the biggest team in the world in yeah. 100 years. And he very understatedly says that it's only been 20 years, so <laughs> you know, we've, we've got time, that's a luxury that yeah. uh, those guys had but current clubs don't. No, they don't, I mean, well, how many, this season alone, uh, how many managers have already got the sack? Yeah. And I mean, okay, 
uh, you could say that, uh, and it's not just at the bottom half of the table, it's even in the top half of the you table. Know, and it's shocking, for example, for someone like a Gary Monk being threatened to fire. Exactly. And I'm uh, like, wow. Yeah, we, which is kind of difficult to understand. Yeah. This, been, this Gary Monk incident is an interesting one because yeah. he had a terrific season last yep. season. Swansea have been a little off the boil, maybe a little unlucky, understandable yeah. Yeah. in the start of the season. Yeah. And there's already immense Rumors pressure on him. Yep. Which is just so unfair because one, he's such a young manager. Two, he's learning his trade. Three, he's doing it in such a great way while he's not spending unreasonable amounts of money. He's building a football club. He's sticking, staying true to the philosophy of the football club. They play he's fairly doing, attractive yeah. football. Yeah, and he's quite... doing so many things right, but still the top management says, no, sorry, thank you, but we might have to fire you because so, we are not up there anymore. I think it's, which, I think, which is precisely what happened to Team Sherwood. We have already discussed this in yeah. our earlier episode. Well, like, like, like an old cliche saying goes, right? As a manager, you're always just two or three results away from the sack. And... It's, I think of something that Hitler said and it's something which thing where he says in his autobiography where it's like a dictatorship, you know, why, why did Hitler like a dictatorship? Because of accountability. Where he said, if I screwed up, you blame me. If I, if I succeed, you stand up and clap for me. And which is exactly how Hoagy and how ran a club. It was very much like a dictatorship where it's my way or the highway. Yeah? And now it's like, oh my god, there is a, there is a director person, of football. Director of football, there is a director for recruitment. There's there a board. Who the hell not anymore telling the manager and who does the manager listen to anymore? There is a computer telling you your instincts are wrong. <laughs> so I don't know anymore where. But honestly, I'm too old school to really like the current current scenario. But I don't think we have any other option but to embrace it. Alright, so basically gentlemen, in conclusion, we're looking at we're looking at a new age where the manager's personality, style and things like that would would be more superficial elements because they can never really go in depth or in terms of the length of reigns definitely not approach uh, a Ferguson or a, or a Wenger because those are the only two names that really come to mind because they've been way uh, too exceptional outliers yep. no point comparing them to everybody in the modern world so it looks like in the modern world if you have to survive uh, there is there's a lot of backroom office management that you have to yeah, and I guess a lot of uh, backroom politics that you need to be yeah. clever enough to play with as well or, or negotiate so it's it's not just about the X's and the O's on the board of the <laughs> of the football strategy but but otherwise as well okay we'll continue this debate along as we I'm sure we'll have multiple times to talk about it while we look at the football in the coming months uh, but that for now is all we have in this special episode let us know what you guys think of this episode of Soccer Sense and the stuff that we talked about. You can send in your opinions to us as well. We are available on Twitter at @sensesoccer. We are also available on iTunes. Look for us under Soccer Sense. And if you don't use iTunes, we are also on Stitcher uh, under Soccer Sense. And if you don't use any of those, then you can go to www.soccer-sense.madewithopinion.com you can find all our episodes out there and follow us. And as Karan says, if you do subscribe and follow, we throw in Pogba. Still available. Still available. Still available at least for now. So that's all that we have for you this week. This is Tariq signing off from Soccer Sense along with Karan. See you guys. And Vishal. Pray for the managers this time. <laughs>